loved one, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guide, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for advocacy, resources, and education on all things small business education in the local marketplace. And that includes a particular focus on efficiencies and productivity in leaders in the local marketplace, which allows me to make a segue into my introduction of mm. Mr. Jesse DePriest. Amen, brother. Nice Thanks for job. joining us. Good job with the intro. Thanks well, for having me. You're welcome. It's a privilege. This is Seriously. where I rely on my crib sheet because I can't yeah. really list mm-hmm. all of the roles, but we're going to talk a little bit about what you do okay. and your background and see if we can embarrass you and turn you red at least one time in the next 20 you're minutes of your life. probably high probability of that. <laughs> it's a special skill. Go. Hit me. I appreciate you joining <laughs> us today. Thank you. Dylan, not so much. He doesn't appreciate you joining us, but um, he'll manage. So you're the owner of DePriest Consulting. You're an yes. entrepreneur. Welcome to an entrepreneur Thank podcast, you. by the way. Yeah. Also a Vistage chair and a founder of the Growth Guru Program, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I have a partner in Omaha. His name is Rick Faber, and we co-own and co-work in Growth Guru. But you didn't invite Rick here. Today. I didn't. That was really no, impolite. It's of you. fine. He knows. <laughs> You've got him covered. Yeah. All right. So we were talking before the podcast, and I asked, "What is it that you do?" If we had to tie these things together, Depreece Consulting, the Growth Guru, Vistage Share, you help leaders and teams achieve better outcomes. Amen. Yeah. You know, it's, what in the world does that mean? Uh, well, I'm sure we've all seen leaders and their teams struggle to achieve better outcomes and to just, um, work with their teams to, to achieve their goals and dreams. Um, sometimes when you're on your own, it's tough to find that path. So it's helpful if you have a guide and that's what we do. We're their guide. Uh, growth guru might be a little play on terms. It's like we, the, the leader, the business owner, we want to make them the guru. So as their guide and their coach is to help them do that, to, to find the place where they can um, lead their teams better, yeah. achieve their dreams and their goals, both for them personally and for their business. That's what we do. So your customer is leaders of teams and their teams themselves. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. So we work with small, medium-sized businesses and leadership, um, the strategy and alignment to that mm-hmm. strategy. Uh, how they show up as leaders and how they behave and influence their team to achieve those outcomes. Uh, inevitably, that starts to invoke uh, process and procedures and how they do their work and be able to see a problem so they can solve a problem together to get better results. Everything defaults to leadership, yeah. right? We can teach you the tools and the tactics and the methods. Um, and there are good things and bad things in leadership. And if we, uh, <laughs> right, behave badly, uh, we, we're not bringing our people along the way we want them to. So we just help leaders see that so we can help them influence their teams in the best way possible so we can achieve results that we want together. That makes a lot of sense. So I want to hone in on something that you said at the beginning there, mm-hmm. which was how leaders show up. And that that kind of aligns with the reason that I wanted to have you come here today. We're recording in the summer doldrums, right, in mm-hmm. July. And it's it's an easy time to lose an organization's compass or just to lay up a little bit. It, every organization, that's happened, right? So the idea of having you here is to talk a little bit about, you know, how do you stay on point? How do you stay sharp as an organization, as the leader of an organization? 
And when you mentioned that, um, showing up as a leader, what does that look like for those leaders who are seen as consistently productive or effective? What does showing up the right way look in your mind? Well, I think the first most important thing for leaders is vision and strategy. It's job number one of the owner and the leader. Job number one, to have the vision, being able to articulate that vision, working through persuasion, encouragement to get people to move in that direction is strategy. The tactics and the way, the way we go about doing our work to achieve that vision But first, articulating the vision. What is it? Where do you want to go and why? Um, And then we do the work to get people aligned to that. I think that's important. As we think about the the summer doldrums, there are Uh points in our life like where we run into the flux. We go into valleys at points where uh, where we're not doing the best work we could. Um, There's highs and lows. And working through the lows, I think, is is key, right? It's easy when things are going well and we're optimistic and um, courageous and things are working well, but what happens when they don't? Mm-hmm. And having that support and guide to work through those tougher times, I think is important. Um, an interesting thought that I've had recently is Uh-oh, when we're wait, trying to do, on, oh, geez, you write this down. Yeah, okay. This is going to be important. We want to do good work. Um, we try to find motivation, Mm-hmm. Right, and to try to motivate yourself, I think is really hard. It's helpful to have someone to help you motivate yourself. So we sit, then we say, well, discipline is greater than motivation. We've seen these little taglines, right? It's not about motivation. It's about having the discipline to do the work every day through consistency. But that's hard, too, to show up every day with the strength and the discipline, the consistency to do the work. I've thought about the word opportunity. Opportunity is um, a motivator for me, and I, and I think... See the leaders see that first of all as opportunity, and every day, and every moment, every moment, every day, every week, every every month, we have opportunities, mm-hmm. and we're blessed with opportunities. If we can see the things that we've been given in our life as an opportunity, I think we find the motivation, we find the discipline to do the work, and the motivation comes. So we just see that as what is the vision of your business? What are we doing? What is the opportunity that we see that we're trying to seek. Um, I think that can be motivational. It yeah. can be help can help leaders through the summer doldrums when things <laughs> get a little right. It's like I need a break. Um, just to be mindful of the opportunity we've been given. What are we doing with it? Are we pursuing our vision mm-hmm. together with our teams to get better outcomes and just seize that opportunity? You know, I can really relate to something you said mm-hmm. there, which is um I see people every day, you know, who've been downsized, right-sized, whatever-sized, or they want to be downsized, and some of them have trouble seeing it as an opportunity, right, when, they're, when they feel like they've been beat down a little bit. But then there are others who just, it's their, it's almost their natural comportment. It's, mm-hmm. it's part of who they are. They immediately start talking about as there's a new opportunity here. Mm-hmm. And I can see that same trait working well in any leader who says, well, we've got a challenge here. We've got an obstacle here, but it's an opportunity for us to get better. The crucible mm-hmm. of adversity, right? Amen. That's how all the great advancements occur. Yeah. Something undesirable happens in our life, whether it's someone triggered me and I got a little angry about that, or there's an opportunity in there to show patience 
and compassion and grace in that relationship so that we can move through that and in in still pursuit of our vision and our purpose. Yeah. Right. So opportunities in, in all things. Right. And helping people see that, I think, is key to to their vision, to to their motivation and discipline to do the work. Yeah. <laughs> Especially through the summer doldrums. Right. When we want to go to the pool and drink a beer and hang out and relax instead. It's like, well, maybe we got to do this one little hard thing first and we'll feel better about it afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Good. How did you get here? What's tell me a little bit about your background. This is my purpose and passion. Um, after some time in the army with a mechanical engineering degree, I joined a really great manufacturing, diversified manufacturing company and had a great career with them. I did all the, all the roles, engineering, manufacturing, sales, business development, and had a really great career. While I was there, um, the corporation decided to go lean and try these things out, this body of knowledge and mm-hmm. different methods and tools about optimizing a process in a system. I was asked to kind of be at the point of that transformation. And I had a lot of great mm-hmm. leaders and mentors that taught me the way and showed me the way. And I got to learn by doing. I carry that forward, you know, uh, another 10 or 15 years into my career. And I find I came back to this basis of knowledge and experience that I've had in different roles as a general manager of an organization, as a strategic executive leader in, an, in different organizations, helping executive leadership teams Mm-hmm. find paths forward to achieve better outcomes um, in manufacturing, in finance and banking and different different places that I've worked. Um, and I've found that um, my purpose in being the person behind the leader, like hmm. I have resolved and am um, blessed that I have this opportunity to help leaders and their teams huh. do their work better. And it brings me great joy to do that. Um, so a little over a year ago, I, uh, well, a couple of years ago, I started my own consulting practice. Uh, I was doing some little things on the side. Uh, those things grew into a significant business and there came a point where it's like either I need to say no to yeah. people or uh, I need to move on because it's starting to compromise my full-time job, right? You know all about the it's founder's a, it's quandary. A big, yeah, right. <laughs> it's a, it was a wonderful journey. And so we're here now. And we have a couple different irons in the fire that you already described. Growth yeah. Guru. I do a little bit of work on my own, just some unique work that I do. And uh, also as a Vistage chair uh, where we're helping executive leaders, you know, CEOs and owners in a peer advisory group. Um same thing, to help them achieve better outcomes and be better leaders um, for the sake of their, their their enterprise. Yeah. So with all these interactions you've had over the years, leaders, CEOs, founders, owners, is there something that you most consistently see these leaders missing that we should mm-hmm. know about? Courage. I, think Ooh, I was one, not expecting that one, answer. Well, I, in a, and I'll caveat that to say, you know, they didn't become a business owner um, through lack of courage, right? There, there was courage that takes them to move in that, to do that, to, to take the risk, to embark into something unknown. Um, so all the credit and um, acknowledgement to leaders that do that, that fear is real. When we're leading teams and influencing other human beings, often um, we 
we can get stuck because I'm afraid to have a conversation with somebody that we need to have, whatever, in good or bad things. Um, yeah. In, in building accountability and trust with people requires a pretty vulnerable, authentic conversation. The leadership is influence. Mm-hmm. The best synonym for leadership is influence. So how do we influence another human being? Eyeball to eyeball, human interaction through a conversation. And some of those conversations can be scary. Um, so when leaders, I see leaders struggle, one of the most helpful questions that I think we get to is to say, what are you afraid of? What, if, what is this thing that's making you hesitate? And if we can pull that out and put it on the table and see it objectively, oftentimes what we find is that thing that we think we're afraid of isn't really real. The risk isn't as big as what we thought, hmm. first of all. And then if we put it on the table and say, well, actually, that risk is real. It's true. Then the next question will be, well, what's the probability of that happening? If it did come, like, could it, could it happen? And typically the answer is the probability is pretty low. Like the risk is real, but it's probably not going to happen. But if we carry it all the way forward and say, yeah, that's a real risk. The probability is actually kind of high. It could happen. Then say, cool, we've identified a risk that we can manage now. And we get it out of our fear-based mindset into our rational, logical brain to say, here's the risk. Now we have identified it. We can see it rationally and tell our amygdala, thank you for doing your job. Now sit down and be quiet for a second because we have work to do here. And we can address the risk and do and, and get into that work better. Because if we take the emotion out of it, we separate our fear-based emotion to it's appropriate fear, but we can manage it rationally. So courage. I think Thank there are you. many other things we could say, but we'll start with that one. Yeah. I think that's a great place to start. <laughs> I would maybe just follow that up and it depends on what level of leadership we're talking about. I think it's, I think sometimes we need help articulating our vision mm-hmm. to craft it and articulate it. If we go to the manager or the supervisor level of leadership and they own a process and a team, they've just never been asked the question. It's like, first of all, do you understand your work as a process and can you see it? What is your vision of excellence here? They've never been asked that question. And when they do, they start saying, wow, it's not just management of the day and producing results for, for today. It's my vision of excellence for this process and this team. And what is the value I want to create in the future? That's inspiring. Mm-hmm. There's opportunity. And it gets people motivated and disciplined to do the work when I have a challenge, when I have a vision of excellence in mind that we're striving for. Otherwise we're just doing work. Yeah. And you say, well, what's the purpose of the work? Like, why are, are we, we here? What are we going towards? Why are we going towards? Yeah. So maybe that would be a second one. Um, Cause once we have that in place, then I think leaders find their courage to go do the work, the fear and those things become less powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Before I forget, how do people get a hold of you? They want to talk to you about your consulting services. You can find uh, me on LinkedIn. So Jesse D. Priest on LinkedIn. What's LinkedIn? Just find that. Yeah, you've probably seen it around. It's just I heard app, something some about kind it of stuff. It's a cool way to connect with people. Okay. Um, but Jesse D. Priest yes. on LinkedIn. D E capital P R I E S T. That's right. It's the priest in French. The priest. <laughs> How long have good. I known you? And I never I knew know. that. See, there you go. Uh, you can also find us at mygrowthguru.com. Okay. And you'll see my partner, Rick, and I there. That would be good. 
Got it. Right on. Okay. What else should we know about leadership? Things that you see on a regular basis that doesn't get talked about enough on a podcast like this. Hmm. I think we understand the nature of leader, the work of leadership is influence. Like vision, articulation, persuasion, execution, and doing the thing to achieve our purpose and vision. Mm-hmm. But the how is just as important, if not more important, than the what. So culture and behaviors, virtue, mm-hmm. is, a, is critical to the work as well. Without it, um, leaders can behave badly and show up in ways that don't inspire and bring people along. So um, some virtues to consider. First is courage. We've talked about that. Mm -hmm. Second is candor, to tell the truth. People appreciate the truth, even if it isn't good news. Uh, At least we know where we are. Uh, And then demonstrating commitment to that vision and purpose and being consistent in our work so people know what to expect every day and the routines in that. And the last thing is contentment, meaning we pursue our work with a spirit of joy, with a mindset of abundance, that we're not settling, we're striving for that vision. Contentment isn't settling. Contentment is saying, I choose joy, I choose a mindset of abundance regardless of circumstances. And if we show up with virtues like that, mm-hmm. um, that's the kind of leader I want to be around. And you articulate that vision of the mountain you want to climb and why, and we behave in the kind of those virtuous ways, I get fired up. And I start saying, I want to join your company now. Right. Right? Because this, this is something I want to be part of. And I think that's, that's the nature of leadership, to get to attract people to your cause, to your mission. And... Um, to get them to move, to, to move in that direction, to seek that advantage that you, that you see in the world. Hey, right. Good stuff. What do you think about contentment? Directly from the priest. Serious joy, baby. <laughs> That's my hashtag. We do our work with serious joy. This is serious work that we do yeah. in changing the world and changing people's lives. And we're truly impacting people's lives and their business. It's serious. And we do that work with an attitude of joy yeah. that we see the good in all of it. And there's enough for everybody. So let's go get after it. I love it. Amen. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. Thank you for trusting me with your audience doing this. This is good work. You're very welcome. All 10 of them say thank you. (laughs) Right. Well, it might be 11. Maybe after this podcast, it might be, might be one more. I'm pretty sure your wife subscribed over the weekend. So we're good. (laughs) She's like that. She's, she's dedicated. Right. It's good. Exactly. man. Peace. Thanks for joining us today, Jesse. Really appreciate your insights in a very unique perspective on leadership. Thank you. I appreciate you sharing that. It was not just the typical stuff that you expect to hear. Hopefully it's useful. Absolutely. And hopefully that was useful to all of you as an audience. Remember, if you didn't catch all of the information about thegrowthguru.com or finding Jesse on LinkedIn, you can always just scan the QR code on the bottom of your screen, get in touch with us, and we'll connect you with them. So again, Jesse DePriest, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate your insights uh, and your sage advice to get through these holiday doldrums. Amen. And thanks to all of you for joining us on another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guide. 
Huda Media Production.